Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Welcome back to Yo MMA Rap. It's your boy, Louis J. Gomez, and your other boy, Dave Smith. What's up, kid? Yeah, your other boy. Had to do it on Zoom. Had to do it on Zoom this week, guys. I've been traveling the world. Just got back from Italy with my son. Going back out of town tomorrow um, on the road to do shows in uh, Colorado Springs and Denver and Vegas and L.A. Everywhere. So I do apologize for the inconsistency and us coming out a day late. But fuck it. A day late, a dollar more today, baby boys, because we're going to do a, a very, very great show. Love everything that's happening. Dave, how have you been, my friend? Been very good. Uh, glad you had fun in Italy. Glad you made it home safe. And uh, yeah, this is a this is an, a great time in MMA right now. Yeah, a lot going on. What's going What is that sound? The fuck is that sound? I didn't hear anything. It sounded like a giant fan turned on in my room. Hmm. To the point you, that I had to take my headphones off. I was like, did somebody bring a gigantic fan into my room? Maybe that guy from the uh, the church bell from Italy followed you home. I don't know. Yeah, dude, that guy was fucking annoying. <laughs> he rang the bell randomly at any time he wanted. No rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason to that bell ringing. Um, but I am very happy to be back. Very happy to be back in America. Look, I loved Italy. I loved every minute of it. But when you do get home from something like that, it is nice to fucking finally like breathe in your 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 home life. You know, good American air. Yeah, the U.S. of A, baby boy. Come on, got a lot of American pride. Oh yeah, you know what's going on. Um, there we go. I see. I see the message. Thank you, Victor. All right. So look, uh, Vic, how are you, buddy? Bit a minute. I'm doing good. We had a we had a really good show last week with uh, Dave Smith's Yo MMA. It was and, and Jamie Kilstein. It just felt right. People people were raving. It was like, it, seriously though. Jamie did a great job. No, he Jamie's did, a killer. Did a great job uh, filling in. It was a, a fun polarizing show. figure, by the way, among among the followers. Well, oh, I, Jamie did, has... did, did some people not like him on the show? I thought people liked him. Yeah, but I thought he did a great job. I really did. Yeah, Jamie has a, you know, he had a, a decade-long history of calling some of our fans Nazis and blocking them on Twitter, and some of them are slow to get over that. But he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's back on our team. I vouch for him. Hey, by you the know, way, I can't, I can't, hold, I can't sit here. I always just thought that was cooler about comedians. It's sort of like I prided myself on the fact that it's like if Jamie did come in and go, ah, I fucked up. It's not like he like he's not like weaseling his way around it. He literally said, yeah, I was an idiot. He told the story in a very honest way. And he was yeah. like, you know, I, I took an easier path and I I fucked up. And I kind of I kind of go like, well, that's the whole thing is that what what the other, what those guys would do is be like, no, you're dead to us. But that's not what we do. Like, we're just kind of like, that's it. OK, cool. I appreciate I appreciate the apology. Now let's all be friends. Like, yeah, I don't I don't really give know. a shit about your politics. He, I still think he's a, a lefty. He's just like hangs out with Nazis now. So. Trying to push the Nazis to the left a little bit. Is he you know? Trojan horsing left wing politics into our lives? Is that what's going on right now? Oh, my God. If he does another heel turn, like if he goes back, <laughs> and this was all an act. <laughs> he goes, oh, I got all the dirt out of him. He go, we totally let down our defenses. We let him <laughs> we right really, back I give him so much dirt. He's been on the road with me. Such idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be, he's, our uh, 
he's going to open for me up uh, in, uh, in Austin at the Creek in the Cave on the 25th. Ticket links are up. ComicDaveSmith.com. Sick. Hell yeah. Lots of live stuff coming up for me as well, guys. Go to LewisOfSkanks.com. Tampa later on this month. Plano, Texas, the end of the month into the first week of October. And then obviously Skankfest is happening. So where in Texas? Plano, Texas? Plano, Texas. What's what's that near? Plano, Jano, Texas. I think it's near. Uh, no, no, no. Dallas. Okay. I think it's near Dallas. Yeah, me and Aaron Berg, the Offend Everyone Tour. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, look, this past week in MMA, I feel like a lot happened. For some reason, it's been a lot of bare news in the world of MMA. Um, It doesn't seem like there's been a bunch. When we go over the notes, there's never a bunch of crazy shit standing out. And this week in particular, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. Yeah, well, I remember, like, it's it's weird how it, it goes like this sometimes. But, like, so last week when Jamie was on, it's like, oh, there were no fights this week. And I just kind of felt like, oh, we'll just talk like general shit and MMA. Jamie has funny stories about like training with MMA guys and stuff like that. And so we're just like talking about it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, man, I mean, people kind of really slept like I mean, this Paris card. I didn't see getting all that hype, but like the main event and co-main event were legitimate. They were both like if one person didn't exist, this is a title fight. You know what I mean? Like this would well, be the it best was it was a, I thought it was a pay-per-view. I was this was going on in Italy. OK, and um the main event and co-main were so good that I just assumed this was a pay-per-view, right? And when I went onto the US or the, uh, the ESPN app, it was streaming for free. And I said, I was like, oh, cool, because I'm in Europe. They're not going to charge me for this. It must be some sort of other deal. I remember they did that in England back in the day. Right. The pay-per-views were free on, like, fucking uh-huh. Sky Sports or something, right? And um, I thought I was just getting a free pay-per-view. Um, but it turns out it was just a UFC fight night. But uh, the, the main event and co-main event could have headlined any pay-per-view ever. ever. Oh, not, yeah, only, I mean, not only for the name quality, but the actual quality of the fights themselves were so good that, I, I mean, honestly, dude, they knocked it out of the park. First time UFC in Paris, a lot of energy. Every time they go for the first time to a new market, you could always feel the energy in the air. And those, the, by, I, I was thoroughly entertained by both. Main the, and coming the, that Parisian crowd was insane, dude. Like they were it was one of those things like, yeah, like you said, like where you're like, oh, wow, this new market. They're like so happy this is here. And yeah, dude, fucking like if Adesanya wasn't fighting in the UFC, Whitaker would be the champion of the division. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the next best guy and he would defend against uh, v- Vittori at some point. Like that would be the fight that happens. And then same with gone, you know, like it was like so it was. Like these were championship level fights and then that's over. And like a couple days later, I'm like, oh, shit, the countdown for Nate Diaz versus Hamzad is out. Like we're in fight week of what is one of just I think however you slice it, like one of the coolest, biggest fights of the year. And even if you think, you know, as some people idiotically do, that Hamzad's going to run over Nate Diaz, it's like it's still like a huge fight it's still this is Hamzat fighting the most famous active fighter in the UFC right now there's like a big moment you know what I mean and, and like uh and then on the other side of it I you, did you see Chael Sonnen had this great video where he said the whole uh the re- the thing that makes this fight so exciting is just the what if factor that's what this whole thing boils down to is that you go like I didn't see what it. he's like what if what if Nate can do something? You know what I mean? I mean, hey, he cracked the champion in the last fight. Like, what if he can do something? And like, that is, I don't know, to me, that's like, oh, this is just incredible. This is just like, I mean, look, it's Nate Diaz. Anytime Nate Diaz is fighting, you're going to be excited about it. You're going to be fucking, uh, you know, but 
I'm, I'm having a hard time getting there. I'm having a hard time to even getting to the what if. And I don't want to hate because I'm a ma- dude, I'm such a massive fan of Nate Diaz, right? You've but always you're, worked you're against him. Dude, Hamzat is a fucking absolute killer. He's an absolute beast. I'm excited for this. I'm actually going to be in Vegas this Saturday night. And I'm going to uh, watch this from the Circa pool, the giant, gigantic televisions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch it live and I'm going to gamble a little bit. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So if you're in Vegas on Friday night, I do have a show with Aaron Berg at the L.A. Comedy Club. Please come out to that. Um, But yeah, that's happening. But look, let's talk a little bit about this past weekend's main event. Uh, Cyril Gaon defeated Tai Tiavasta round three TKO. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, we're talking about Cyril Gaon when it's a purely striking fight. He's just going to be able to beat almost anybody in the world, you know, really. And, and honestly, I think that, you know, if it was just kickboxing, I still think he beats. Um, I think he beats Nganu. I think Nganu is so athletic and big and he has so many options in MMA. I think, Ghana, you know, Ghana has a lot more to think about um, that. I, I think that, you know, Nganu is able to beat Gan. But dude, fucking Cyril Gan, his footwork, his every every strike he threw looked incredible. His kicks were incredible, dude. He was setting everything up in an amazing way, and Tai Tuivasa just didn't have any answers. There was no answers. There was nothing. You're, you're talking about Tai Tuivasa, who is a striker, who's an incredible striker, right? But this guy was throwing these, these huge bombs. He was not able to land that big shot. Well, and he did. He landed one shot, but then he just sort of went back to that over and over again. He just wasn't able to, to land it again. He, he caught him once, um, but that wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't the one to put him out. And he was looking for that one yeah. big shot to put him out specifically. Well, he's, he, he, it was an interesting thing, right? Because, so I basically agree with you, right? Like I think Gon's the best striker in the heavyweight division, even better than Ngannou, who had to take him down to win his, his fight with him. Um, and so you see him kind of doing this thing, but he is like, by his nature, he's kind of like. He has that point fighting style. You know what I mean? Like he's going to kind of like use his footwork. He's got this kind of almost like an MMA version of a Lennox Lewis type style of fighting. Um, But when we saw something from him we've never seen before, which was him get cracked and put on his ass by one of the, the heaviest hitting guys in the UFC. And then he did seem to kind of almost like get angry from that and pick up the pace of the fight. And then he just put it on him. And just fucking like uh, some of those body shots he was hitting him with were just brutal, dude. And Tuivasa is like he's he's got incredible heart, dude, to last as long as he did. Like incredible he heart, some- incredible chin, incredible yeah. everything. Now look at the finishing sequence. He did land a nasty shot to the back of his head, dude. He came down with a hammer fist. I mean, directly. You know, so I never really thought about the back of the head. As I was watching that, I, I, I did this to myself. I just went right on the like the top of my spine, <laughs> the back of my head, and I was like, you know. That is a pretty nasty place to get hit with a hammer fist, dude. Dave, just do that for a second. Everyone, everyone that's that's watching the show right now. Yeah, give yourself I don't a little, want to, a yeah, little yeah. pat at the top of your coop. Are you doing it? What, Coop's just throwing just things up on the up. screen. Why not? Absolutely. Coop, coop what are you doing? Coop, Why, take- what, what is what is on the screen right now? My fault. I was trying to find a finish. Hold on. Okay, it's all good. Um yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, so look, I, I don't oh my God, I was, still feel way, it a way to bit. ruin the, the, the whole bit, Coop. Way to ruin it. <laughs> Coop is a bit ruiner. <laughs> but I it really do when you if you're getting hit there. There we go. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, not nothing else was going to happen in the fight, but he hit. I mean, it was nasty, dude. A nasty, nasty shot to the back of the head, dude. From from Cyril gone, it would be enough to murder most people. Yeah, yeah. No, that is rough. He uh, anyway, though, it was a great fight. It was a it was a great fight. Really, we saw something in gone that we've never seen before. Um, and you know, the like the question with with gone is just. Francis Ngannou was able to like take him down last time and we've never seen Francis Ngannou take anyone down before yeah. that now is he just that he got that good at it maybe but that's that's kind of the way you got to fight this guy the thing that he has to his benefit is that like the heavyweight division right now is not filled with Cain Velasquez's and Brock Lesnar's and people like that you know like these really big <clears throat> takedown artists who are gonna like be like who most of these guys he fights are going to fight him like this. And yeah. that's, I mean, uh, I think Ngannou's a freak athlete. You know, he's focusing on just becoming as well-rounded as possible. And he knew that was the, the best path to victory. Ngannou's a smart, a smart fighter, you know? And I think anybody trying to fight Cyril Gon, if you're going to try to stand and kickbox with him, it's going to be a problem. You know, as it relates, we're about to watch Adesanya fight uh, uh, Pereira. Um, you know, I, dude, I think Israel Adesanya should be focusing on a game plan where he can be a mixed martial artist, take him down, get top control, ground upon him, wear him out. Because if it just turns into a pure kickboxing match, there's a very good chance that Pereira is going to beat Israel Adesanya. It's it's very, very interesting. But when you got a guy like Gon, who is so far head and shoulders above the way his movement, he moves like a middleweight or a, a welterweight. Like, do you just see that how fast he is, the way he, he'll, you know, go low with a kick and then go high with a kick? I, I mean, you just don't see head heavyweight doing that none with the fluidity yeah. that he does and he's his also foot, he's his just footwork his footwork was like huge dude. unbelievable like i don't think i've ever seen a heavyweight fighter in the ufc who like moves like him no like, there's nobody just like yeah, there's nobody it's, it's uh it's it, he really does you know it's like the thing they always say but he moves like a welterweight with really good footwork yeah and he's this humongous guy doing it and hot uh, too dude he's fucking hot yeah it's, it's kind of like a dance. It seduces you a little Dude, bit. Is, is, is he, am I crazy or is Cyril God just not hot? He's a hot, <laughs> thick French black man. That you just fucking, I mean, damn, ladies. Damn, pull him up. Pull up a picture, picture of Cyril God like know, that. I've, I've never really thought he was that good looking of a dude, but he is a tremendous fighter. It's not even that he's that good looking of a dude. It's just if you're a woman, is this not the man that you want on top of you giving you babies? He's a black guy with light eyes and a French accent. He's fucking jacked and he could just fucking beat up almost anybody in the world. It seems to be what you want on top of you, giving you babies. There is a warm feeling with them. So put a baby in me, Cyril Gone. Can we see Cyril Gone, please? I've been vamping for a while. Oh, he does not have blue eyes. I thought he had blue eyes. He's I just right. see him have blue eyes. I mean, come on, dude. That's not dog doggy. You show up and he's fucking sitting in your living room with your wife. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> this is it. All right. Got to take him down. Is it just because <laughs> he's French? Can't stand and strike with him. <laughs> really? Is it just is this a French part factor in a lot? Because I think love, so. I think he, apparently you and most women do love the French accent. That's I mean, that's fucking it's a, it's a pretty accent. Yeah, it's I mean, look, dude, I'm just saying he's a he's a specimen. A true specimen, dude. All right. This took no, a dude, turn. This don't took a turn me, I didn't expect. <laughs> no, don't ahead. stop me here, dude. He's perfect. He's the ultimate man. And you are the ultimate meatball. 
Only the uh, triangle can determine if he's the ultimate man. Yeah, you know that what? That is you know, true. He's never fought in a triangle, Vic. Very good point. True. All right, let's take a quick moment and thank YoKratom.com for supporting today's show. YoKratom, the marquee sponsor for Yo MMA Rap. You guys love them. You know them. If you're over 21 years old, you guys are in the market for Kratom. You got to get it from YoKratom.com. I like to believe that a lot of these UFC fighters fight on Kratom. Do you think so? I don't think so. Yeah. No, probably not. But anyway... You could get Kratom, and then you could feel like you're a UFC fighter. I'd say do not try to fight on Kratom. That would be the only thing that I'll say. Um, look, if you guys love it, you got to get it from your Kratom. $60 for a kilo. It's cheaper than anywhere you're going to get it in the world, and it's high-quality lab-tested Kratom. So go grab it from yourkratom.com. No need to go to a smoke shop or a weird gas station somewhere in the yeah. wilderness. And and I'm just saying, if you do fight someone on Kratom, you kind of have a built-in excuse. Like, even if you get your ass kicked, you're like, well, yeah, it was on Kratom. So Crazy. I could have kicked that guy's ass. Yourkratom.com. All right, where were we? Um, all right, so look, moving on, uh, co-main event, Robert Whitaker defeats Marvin Vittori, the unanimous decision um, in a, a great fight. Dude, it's a great fight. I think it was uh, the performance, you know, dude, Robert Whitaker, in my opinion, is one of his best performances ever. I think he looked just a, a beat ahead of Marvin Vittori in every yeah, aspect of he, the fight. He, he was he didn't like he didn't stop him or like have a dominant performance, but he outclassed him the entire fight yeah i mean he was able to back up marvin vittori which just typically doesn't happen marvin vittori is a fucking animal um and yeah he he you just watched a superior fighter just out out doing everything it's, uh, against vittori and i was rooted for vittori in a weird way because i was in italy and i was like no i gotta vote for vittori right um but in the fucking weigh-in before the fight happened, Vittori did this thing where like he went to go shake his hand and then like, you know, pulled the hand away. And it was kind of a dick move. I don't know how much malice was behind it or how much he was just trying to be funny, uh, but it kind of came off as like a bully. Like I'm sure there's some fucking memes right now out there with that moment happening and then showing, you know, the end of the fight. Um, sure. But I, I had a feeling Robert Whitaker was going to be able to take this fight. I tweeted that he was going to be able to win the fight. Did not get on the air this time, but. Oh, well, there you go. You were a little too controversial. Yeah, that's true. You got to really keep it safe. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, man. There's like there's 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 like a few times in in since I've been watching MMA when I really like, you know, there's guys in this situation. Colby Covington's kind of in this situation uh, right now where the guy who has two losses to the champion, but is just so good. Like you just watch him fight and you're like, God damn, man, this guy is just so good. He's he seems to be head and shoulders above everyone else in the division. And yet there's just this one guy who is just a little bit better than him. It's like Daniel Cormier with John Jones or Colby Covington with uh, Usman. Here, here's or, what I'll say, though. This is unique to um, and I, honestly, with Usman now losing the the title obviously Colby's not in that situation exactly yeah, right? yeah that's true. so Colby 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 is is sort of you know now now he's been blessed and with Colby the is and Colby's a nightmare matchup for Leon Edwards nightmare matchup for Leon Edwards that's that's the reality um so Colby's sort of you know he gets gets a hail mary here and and you know God shines his MMA light upon him but you're right about Robert Whitaker the only thing I'll say about Robert Whitaker is that Robert Whitaker does seem to be getting better. He does seem to be getting uh, I, I don't know how old he is. Um, I know he talked about going up to 205 pounds. I don't know that he even needs necessarily to do that. I don't know that Israel Adesanya is getting better. 
I, I don't know that Izzy, Izzy seems to be very content with just skating by, doing just enough to get victories. Seems when John Jones was almost like um, talking about being unmotivated, right? I see, I see Izzy weirdly not being that like, Maybe I'm crazy. I don't follow Izzy that closely. He doesn't seem to be super fucking motivated to well, we don't. kill these guys and to be, you know, just to, to, to be that. Fu- you need to be a killer, dude. Izzy, if he would just come out of that sort of safer way of fighting and just fucking come out and just try to fucking finish everybody in such a nasty way, I think it would take him very, very far. I just see Izzy skating by very often, whereas I, I feel like we just watched the best version of Robert Whitaker. So maybe Whitaker could catch up to him. I have no idea. Yeah. And it wasn't, he was certainly, it seemed like he was closer in the second fight than he was in their first fight. A lot of you people know, thought, like, I'm I mean, not a lot of people, but I, it was a very close face. Some people did think that Whitaker won that fight. Yeah. It's, um, it was, I didn't, I didn't think he won the fight but it was it was a closer fight for sure um you know it's like you don't know what these things look like you could argue like fuck it no he fought cannoneer smart and he won the fight he was clearly winning the fight and why the fuck should he go out and take any risk that's going to maybe you know what i mean that's cannoneer's shot to win if he goes out and takes that risk so okay you can make that argument and maybe he is getting much better but we haven't seen him getting much better you know what i mean like he hasn't shown us that like, oh, shit, he's doing these things now that he was never doing before, whereas Whitaker really has like Whitaker. Yeah. You're seeing like every every performance you could see like, oh, oh, yeah, this dude's like doing different shit and doing it better and more impressively. And like uh, so that's that's all that's what we can go off of is like what we're seeing. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to there being, you know, a third fight at some point, if it makes sense. Um uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think moving up in weight really makes sense for him. I don't think I think he's, he'd be a little small for uh, those weight yeah. classes. I mean, he, he's he already spent time at you know, 170, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe he did fight at 170. Yeah, yeah. 205, dude. Look, I think there are guys who could beat at 205. Obviously, I mean, he's a fucking killer. Um, but I think that the top of the division is going to give him some trouble. You know, um, he's going to be a little bit out outsized. Um, but I mean, who knows, dude? Uh, you know, you never know. Uh, a lot of the time these guys go up and they're more comfortable being heavier and they're just the best versions of themselves. You know, we watch that happen plenty of times. So, um, yeah, good for Robert Whitaker. I'm a fan of Robert Whitaker. It was fucking cool to watch him get that win. He's he's got a whatever his energy is when he does interviews very much. Um, has a positive vibe. He seems like one of the good guys. So yeah. I always I always root for him. Um, you know, no ego on Robert Whitaker. Um, all right, what else? What do we want to go to here? Uh, there's been a bunch of stuff going on. Um, do you want to get the Jake Paul Anderson Silva thing out of the way? Because I'm very sure. excited about this. I, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's, it's, uh, is this official? They're still working it out, but still- it's, it looks like it's it's set. Like, like, I think they've come to an agreement, like a verbal agreement. This is, uh, I, I got to say, man, this is kind of, this this to me, is is a real moment you know where you're talking about like fighting a real boxer okay maybe not exactly technically but this is like a real like hey give jake paul some fucking credit man because he's if he's really stepping up to fight anderson silva that is a tough tough fight this is a in in terms of the level of boxing this is i don't know if people who aren't mma fans you know what i mean who like are are just like jake paul fans know that this is an enormous step up from, you know, Tyrone Woodley, uh, from Ben Askren or something like that. This is someone who really has hands, can yeah. really box and has beaten a professional boxer. So this is 
So I, yes, is also is bigger. He doesn't have, he has the age, you know, he's a lot younger, but this is not a guy like the other guys. 47, 46. Held Anderson now? You know, here's the thing. Okay. It's yes. I a hundred percent agree with you. It's, and I'm super excited about it. It's a massive step up um, in terms of the skill set and the, and the skill wise of who he's fighting. Yeah. The only problem with it is it is not a boxer. It is a 46 or 47 year old man who is, you know, the, you know, the twilight, 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 47 year. I'm talking about now doing this new boxing thing because he still wants to move around. It's, you know, yeah, no, listen, it's a little be, bit of cash. The problem well, it's, it's with the it cash is if, if and no matter what gets, happens, no matter what, oh, look, if Jake wins, if Jake wins, everyone's going to go, you just beat up an old man who's retired from MMA. He's not a boxer. So there's really not much upside there. You know, I think he would have probably gotten more respect um, for beating Tommy Fury. Um, right. That's his name. Uh yeah, what's his, his Tommy Fury's name? Right, that was a guy's yeah, name. That's the yeah. brother. Yes. The brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brother. brother. No, who who's who's the? Uh... Well, you're thinking about the last one that fell out. Yeah, the one that fell out. Because you're that that was the one before it that fell out was Tyson Fury's brother. Yeah, Tommy Fury. Um, that's I'm right. That, yes, yeah. you're right. No, but then more recently it was the uh the black dude. Um. Oh right. Yeah. I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Hasim Rahman yeah, Jr. Yeah, and Hasim Rahman Jr. Actually, that that would have been the fight in my opinion, I, which would have garnered him the most respect. You got a, a a a professional boxer from a boxing lineage with. Uh, a real, you know, a, a, I mean, with Tommy Fury, even that, I, I do believe that. I, I agree with that as well. He's 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 an actual boxer, um, who's a young guy who's coming up. He should be fighting those guys. That's the level of boxers who he should be fighting now. Yeah. And now the Anderson Silva fight, it is a massive fight in terms of interest for me. A bigger, I'm a, a bigger huge, name. It's huge a bigger Anderson name Silva that... fan. And to be honest with you, I think Anderson Silva probably beats those other guys boxing, right? I think um, Anderson Silva probably uh, knocks out Jake Paul. I don't. Know I agree. For sure, I think Anderson probably, probably knocks out Jake Paul as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so too. But I'm just saying, if Jake wins, it's not going to really move him forward too much. Even though I think it's a high, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger mountain to climb than either of those other two guys in terms of skill wise. I think just fighting boxers that are coming up with winning records would have done more for respect for Jake Paul versus not no nowhere near as much of a payday, but definitely more respect. Yeah, I tend I tend to agree with you on that, but this is a much bigger payday. It's a much bigger fight. And this is kind of what I was saying. I give Jake Paul kind of credit for this because there it is. It's a very dangerous fight and he doesn't he still doesn't get to kind of claim like, oh, I beat a real boxer or something like that. And the other thing is that I just I got to say, I'm I'm really no expert in in boxing, you know, not that I'm an expert in MMA either, I'm, but I'm a, I'm more of a hardcore fan of MMA than I am of boxing. Like I'm better at analyzing MMA. So, but I'm just saying from what I've seen out of Jake Paul, I'm very impressed with Jake Paul's like boxing skills. I think he's very good. People really under, uh, underestimate him still. Like he's, he's good. You know, um, I think Anderson is, is much better. I think Anderson's gonna, you know, like that when you're that age, you, you always wonder like, I don't know what exactly how you're going to show up to your next fight. But from what he's done so far, just in boxing, I think this is going to be problems for Jake Paul. Yeah, maybe we see some Anderson Silva boxing highlights for a second. That'd be good. But, uh, you know, and I agree. And I don't really I don't know. Uh, you're right. Here's the thing. You and I are not fight analysts where we can literally look at Anderson boxing, Jake boxing and go like that guy. Yeah. I mean, I Jake looks good. You know what I'm saying? Anderson looks good. I, I you know, it's a. I, I'm just 
I feel like Anderson Silva, who has, I mean, I just watch him clown dudes who were like amazing strikers yeah. who've been doing this for a long time. I mean, his head movement, his foot movement, he knows the art of striking on a whole other level. And those, you know, Anderson doesn't seem to be, I mean, yes, he's not the same Anderson when he first joined the UFC, obviously, but he still fucking moves around incredibly. You know, it, it doesn't look like a 47 year old man moving in there. He looks like a young, fucking agile, crazy fucking ninja. And here, yeah, let's say. Yeah, this is the Chavez Jr. fight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Anderson's fucking. You know, he just knows how to strike, dude. The guy knows how to strike, and he's fucking extremely talented. He understands how to, like, avoid being hit on another level. Excellent footwork, you know, like... Yeah, um, is that spider DNA? Yeah, yeah it's we probably could, a spider DNA. If we could see more clips... No, that's of- spider DNA. He was bitten by a radioactive spider, Vic. That's exact. That's where they got Spider-Man from. People don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is just, you know, this is a whole different level than, you know, uh, Ben Askren or or even uh, um, Woodley. I mean, this is just like, you know, what what Anderson Silva, if Ben Askren or Tyron Woodley fought Anderson Silva in any type of fighting where they agreed to just stand up and fight, there's no, like, grappling involved. What I mean, Anderson Silva, grappling. I think Anderson Silva, I think Anderson Silva yeah, just but works I'm just any making, of them, to be honest with you. To yeah, day. But, yes, I agree. But I'm just making the point that if they stood up, if they had a striking fight of any sort with Anderson Anderson Silva would clown and embarrass those guys and do it in a much more dump. Now, I don't know. I, guess I, mean, I don't know how Jake much Paul more dominant you can get that's from true. flatlining. Yes, them. that's that's true. But he would do that, too. He would do the other thing is Jake Paul does seem to have the on the for a positive for Jake. He seems to have more one punch knockout power than Anderson Silva. Right. Possibly. Um, But there's also a big factor here is the size factor is that Jake Paul is all those guys were smaller than him. And Anderson is not. Anderson's big. Like Anderson, for the probably comparably sized, to be honest yeah, with you. Like yeah. so Anderson, Anderson was always sort of your you know average size middleweight, not a massive middleweight. He was um, a big, no, he, he was, was a big middleweight. He was long, but he was never like he was like long and lanky. Um, he's tall, you know, but he's Anderson, not like when Anderson fought at 205. He looked great at 205. Like he's yeah. he's not that what one of these guys who's fight, you know, he's been fighting guys who are fighting in the 170 division. It's it's a it's a jump in size. Yes, you know? no, and I agree. A, I'm just saying I think that they're going to be comparably sized. Jake should be yeah. fighting guys that size. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I agree. But he he's more won't of a have, on... he won't have a size advantage for the first time since we've seen it. You know what I mean? And so that's that's a big factor, too. Yeah. Look, I'm excited about it either way. When, do we have a date for that yet or a tentative date? We're looking at uh, late October, October 29th. I heard we're at um, they don't know, but Anderson Silva just applied for and was granted, I believe, a, an Arizona fighting license. So maybe in Arizona. Ooh, fun, fun times. Um, all right. Let's see. This is interesting. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. BKFC women's featherweight wins and flashes the audience. Uh, Ty Emery made a promotional debut Saturday night at BKFC Thailand, winning by TKO after a slick combo that left blah, 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 unable to continue. The victory was already pretty impressive, but the Australian fighter also made sure she made a lasting impression. Please, let's see the, uh, the video. In 
interesting celebration right there. <laughs> interesting Ty celebration. <laughs> haven't seen that one yet before, but look at that uppercut right there. Bang. And followed by a clean left hand. She Bang. is sponsored by adult film star Kendra Lust, so they were very happy with is her. Really? Uh, yeah. Kendra Lust apparently is a big fight fan, and uh, hmm. he actually sponsored her. It is a bizarre way to celebrate winning a bare-knuckle fist fight, but hey. Well, she's in, she's, in, she's in Thailand, so. Bare titties? What, I, I mean, I don't even, you know. Sure. Good for her. I it'll mean, get every, it'll get everyone talking about you. Gets everyone. We probably weren't going to be talking about this chick. Almost if, uh, certainly. Do that. Yeah. This, this this might have flown under our radar. She I will a, say, I, I mean, look, you know, I don't want to get all fucking Christian conservative here. Let it fly. No, it no, no, no. But it's like, eh, yes. look, they're just titties. And yes. maybe we shouldn't look no. at titties as or being these fucking sexual things. Right. Because I was just in Italy. James saw a pair of tits on the beach in Italy. Right. He didn't, you know, freak out. It was just it is what it is. It's just part of, you know, he didn't freak out, but he also didn't leave his bedroom for the next two days. And, you know, but the reality is, no, he was like, you know, lo looking out of the corner of his eyes and they are. We do sexualize breasts. So you are pulling out your sex organs to a fucking crowd. What do you want me to say? It's, it's, I know what free the nipple more power to you but i'm telling you free your nipple i'm looking i'm going hell yeah dude titties like it is what it is i maybe we should all be more mature i'm just saying if a dude pulled out his dick and started waving it around <laughs> i don't think we'd be giggling about it we'd be like yeah dude that's kind of fucking bizarre it's, it's um, well I, that's what was my first thought it's a strange thing to do she's yeah. hot i like it i'm not, i'm not even hating i don't want to sound like i'm being a pussy and i'm hating because it's bare knuckle FC. I, it's not about the children. Children shouldn't be in the room. Yes. Yes, right? I You're agree. watching bare knuckle fucking boxing where people are ripping the skin off of each other's faces with their bare knuckles. It's particularly brutal. Like, I don't let my son watch particularly brutal. Well, MMA this, is a fights. Good, this is a good lead into another topic that we had. I know it is it's great. So the, I, I it's it's not like a moral thing where I'm going like, oh, there's kids there. I don't think kids should be watching bare knuckle. And if you're letting your kid watch somebody rip the skin off another person's face with their bare knuckles, titties aren't the biggest problem. It's not even really a big deal. Dude. Whatever. There's some titties. Right. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you are popping at your sex organ and waving it around for a crowd. You it's know, bizarre. It, if I did that at a comedy show, if a girl, if a girl went into a comedy show and then flashed a crowd at the end of her set, I would have less respect for her unless it was hilarious. Like, unless it was truly yeah. like in a really funny way, like, you know, I remember Ari pulled his dick out on that uh, Jim Norton down and dirty show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I, I don't remember the bit. I don't remember being like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I remember it being more like shock value type thing. Um, so yeah i, mean, I remember I, I thinking guess... i remember specific, and this is like we we knew ari at the time but we weren't like close friends with him like we are now um and he uh i remember thinking the set was really great and thinking like oh, i shouldn't have done that at the end like, yeah, he was also like, very nervous away... doing it like you can yeah. tell he was actually like really like it, leading it, up to it it wasn't executed really well he had this really funny bit i think it was about like fucking in the shower as really funny bit that he did it was like a really good set and then he did that. And I was kind of like, oh, but now you just kind of like it, like at least my thought was like, oh, but now you went from being like, oh, look, this dude had like really great jokes to being like, oh, he did this stunt. You know what I mean? But like yeah. but at the same time, Ari also became the guy who has great jokes and does these like hilarious stunts. So he's, he was kind of finding himself, I guess, in that yeah. you know process. So I don't know what the fuck do I know? But yeah, I, I do agree with you. It's just 
it's a little bit i don't know it's just a little fucking strange as a celebration but hey i'm not like i'm yeah, not like i'm not taking a position like this was wrong she should not have done this like but like you said it's a what a, it's a fucking bare knuckle fist fight it's not like she did this in the middle of a fucking you know church service and you're like whoa yeah. inappropriate like yeah well we all I, have to find these ourselves by the way like lewis did when he went through his cross-dressing comedy phase that is true. That's true. Like Eddie is remember that? Lewis said this look, look for this the video, day, guys. The funniest shit he's ever done to this day. Me and Dave do have a video of us cross-dressing, parodying the guys we fucked. And it's hilarious. It was good. If you understood what was happening at the time and what they were, it was we nailed it. Yeah, we really did. It was mean. We were a little bit mean. Yeah, so hindsight. I mean, look, good for good for that chick. Uh she got people talking about her. You know, it is what it is. It is, you know, but it's almost like a shortcut to get people to talk about you. Yeah. You know, versus just like, you know, she, you know, the knockout was so good that people are just talking about the knockout, you know, whatever. That's the same as I'm sort of torn on it. I'm sort of torn. Like part of me is kind of kind of like, all right, good for her. Now people did watch the knockout. Right. And we were like, oh, sick knockout. It was actually pretty fucking slick. Right. Probably was never even going to see it or mention it. So it's like, you know, she's almost like giving up a little bit of dignity for the payoff of people maybe recognizing what an incredible fighter she is and who gives a shit about a little bit of dignity if you're living your dream and fucking, you know, you're fucking trying to get to the next level and fucking feed your kids and do all that other shit. I say yeah. we all we all to feed your kids. And if you have to give them psychological issues in the process, well, then that's that. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, is it really giving them psychological issues for their moms to flash your titties? If she, if she's of, of if she's going to raise, I mean, well, I mean, just ask yourself, would you be upset? More, more, her being a bare knuckle fighter, I think would give them more psychological issues yeah, than her flashing. Possibly. Face. But would you, you know, uh, would, how would you feel if you knew that your son knew that his mother was like on camera pulling her titties out? I don't think you'd be happy about it. Uh, if that was the case, Lewis, this is my way of telling you. It's the case. Oh, no. It's the case. (laughs) (laughs) Lewis, check your phone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I would just, like I said, I tell pretty fucked up jokes. But you would lose your mind. Kind of. I don't think so. (laughs) Yes, you would. Just flash her to titties? I wouldn't, you know. (laughs) You'd lose your mind. You'd curse her out. You'd be like, you're such a whore. We have a boy. No, no, I, I, I genuinely wouldn't. I, it, would, it would probably bother me a little bit more with a girl because I'd be like, all right, now my girl's going to think it's OK to pull her titties out everywhere. Yeah. But once again, I raised my son in a way where titties aren't really that big of a deal, like the naked body. Like I, I showed him uh step. I didn't show him the movie Step Brothers. I showed him just a scene. I was like, I, I was like, he's I was like, he's not old enough to see the movie. I remember there's the one scene where he's like fucking the girl um and they have some pretty raunchy language but i was like i'll show him the drum set scene where he plays his drum set completely forgetting that he pulls his balls out and rubs them on his drum set <laughs> oh yeah great scene it's so fucking funny but it's i mean it's prosthetic balls and we do have balls as well so if it was if it was my niece i think it would have been like a little bit like extreme yeah, yeah. no I but it was kind of like whatever like james was like that's inappropriate i was like james was it not the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life loved it all I know is Coop and I are going to start a naked fight promotion. All the fights, the fighters got to be nude to fight. Bare I love it. That's what it was in Pancration. That's right. We're, we're, we're giving it up to history here. There you go. Yeah. I learned a lot about the uh, the Coliseum, Vic. Anything you need to know, I'm your guy. All right. Well, we'll talk about Greek history. Or not Greek history. Italian history after this. Please. 
do a whole other show on it. Let's go. Dave, let's take a quick moment and thank sheathunderwear.com for supporting today's show. Sheathunderwear.com makes the best underwear in the world. Sheath underwear are incredible materials, colors, really, really comfortable, moisture-wicking technology. You feel like a million bucks underneath your clothes. If you start there, you're going to probably feel a little bit better. Yeah, no question. They're they're a real game changer. It's the only underwear I own. Love them. Love the dual pouch. Love the material. Love the company. Go yeah, check that, the them out. The reason they call it sheath is because they have their dual pouch technology. You put your dick and balls into like the front of it. That it hold, You look like an underwear model when you wear these underwear. It holds them nice and in place. You look like you have a nice thick package. I'll tell you right now, the ladies love it. They sure do. So right now, go to sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code YO20 for 20% off your entire order. Ladies and gentlemen, sheathunderwear.com. Let them know that we sent you. All right, where were we? Uh, all right, so as you, you were saying, as it relates, so uh, I guess Connor made some comments about uh, Usman's daughter being in the crowd. Can you, what, what happened there? Break, break, break down what happened. Well, Usman took his family, and of course, he didn't expect to get knocked out by Edwards. And Connor's essential comments were critical that he would bring. He said, never bring your family, you know, because you don't want to risk them seeing that. But uh, as... I mean, you have the comments right there in front of you, but the Usman took it in a very, very mean way. He did not. He was Can I not tell you, I, I, so I saw this backward. Like, I didn't see the comment Connor made, but I heard what Usman said. He was on Rogan, which, by the way, I give him a lot of props. I thought that was really cool that he went on Rogan right after getting knocked out. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of guys would kind of, like, lay low for a little while, and he was just very open and talking about it. So that was cool. But so I heard him say, he was really offended that Conor McGregor was talking shit about his daughter, you know? And so like, when you hear that, you're like, I'm like, ah, shit, Conor probably fucked this Conor. So he was probably was vicious about her. But then I went back and saw the Conor comment and it's like the least offensive thing Conor McGregor's ever said. Like yeah. I just, you know, and like it was, I thought Conor, Conor, was, Conor wrote, I, I feel this deep. I did not suggest bringing family whatsoever, especially the children. This is different fighting. I've done both sides of this and feel go and feel going into mission solo as best. You can see the family again post-battle. We'll definitely be continuing this way going forward. Like, um, I understand yeah. the point he's making. He's just like, oh, like having a moment going, like, especially a knockout like that, where Usman's like eyes are rolling and he's fucking out cold. You're like, eh, you know, is it really good for little kids to see that? Could that really fuck, you know, freak them out and stuff like that? So I didn't think it was like Connor was like talking shit. I thought he was just kind of like, Hey, yeah, maybe we should all think about this going forward. A lot of us got little kids. Maybe let's not bring them. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, like, I, I see both sides of it. You know, Bisping would bring his kids to the events, and I understand why he did. You know, it's this awesome. Is, it's he's awesome a fighter. when you win. It's awesome, awesome when, you, when win. you win. It's also it's part of um, you know, a lot of these guys. It is a very violent sport. It's a little different, but somebody's got to lose. It's a part of their their reality. You know, it's it's a uh, this is their lives. You know, and it, the same way that like I almost feel. Like, I don't really hide the fact that I smoke weed, you know, with my kid. Um, like I don't like smoke it around him, but I don't like hide it from me. He knows that I smoke and I've told him recently specifically yeah, but the, what the it comparison, is. The comparison the, would be more doing it around him or bringing him to your stand up shows or something like that, you know, because um, it's not him. knowing. But the, well, it's fine. That's, you're right about that. But the, the point I'm making, though, is that I don't want to demonize what I do to my son, you sure. know, and I, I don't want to, you know, uh, he knows that I tell jokes for adults. I don't demonize it. I don't go like, oh, yeah. dad's a, daddy does bad jokes. No, no, no. I say no, no I, I tell good jokes to make people 
laugh, which is a very positive thing, but it's not appropriate content for my son or really for anybody's kids to, to be listening to. So it's um, that to me is more like the, the, the analogy there would be more like what Connor's saying. Like, it's like, it's not saying like, Oh, there's anything wrong with fighting. And it's like, mm. yeah, they can know that like, yeah, I fight. And sometimes you lose when you fight and the other guy, and that's okay. Blah, blah, blah. You know? And like you, but there's just something about, being there and a little girl watching her father get knocked out unconscious that I, I think at least like what Connor is saying is it's just kind of like he was saying, I've been on both sides. It's like, I've been the guy knocking people out. I've been the guy getting knocked out. And like, yeah, I'd rather just from yeah. like not bring the kids. I get, it I get the old too. Like I wouldn't bring James to I'm, I'm fighting Alice and I'm not going to bring James. I'm not going to fucking have him. Best case scenario. I'm probably going to bleed a little bit. And even if I yeah. win, right, I'm probably going to bleed a little bit. I'm going to get hit. I'm going to be in positions where I'm hurt. I'm going to be in positions where I know that's going to bother my son to visually. Yeah. He's never seen me hurt before like that, you know? Um, so yeah, I understand. Yeah, I agree. Ultimately, I do agree. I definitely but agree. You, I, but, but wouldn't you agree with me? I don't, that it's, I, I'm it's not a little being, weird that Usman's taking it like a personal thing like oh he was talking shit about my family like it's like i just didn't i connor talks shit connor talks wild shit that's way but this wasn't to me this wasn't that you know he said i didn't like seeing that and then connor tweeting something like that was kind of blasting me for bringing her to the fight like he tweeted some mean things and i was like how how low of people sometimes yeah it wasn't that low it was fine think- it's a little bit of a comment i mean i look he was talking specifically about his thing you know, he didn't need to necessarily inject in that moment. I, under, you know, Usman's feeling a certain way. He just got knocked out. He's feeling sure. bad about his daughter's, you know, so he was being emotional uh, about it. This is, you know, it's really not, it's not Connor being a dick at all. Connor made a good point. You know, I yeah. can't believe you, you're taking that position, Lewis, when you basically were fighting your son in, in Rome. Oh, I at, the gla- at the gladiator things. Did you see that? Those images, yeah, he, Dave, they were shocking. He killed me. He killed I did me. not. Did he? Well, it's time to pass the torch. To the death they fought. Yeah, we did gladiator training in Rome. It was pretty incredible. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Really, really cool. You subjected your child to some trauma there. He's got some PTSD over this stuff. We know it. Do you know that they would have hunts? They would have the the gladiators do like hunts against animals. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's crazy. They used to do wild shit. And you, but they would have executions. And and at the same time, you're kind of like, I mean, you're like, this is wrong. We really shouldn't be doing this. But if you were like, okay, well, we are doing it and tickets are 10 bucks. The tickets were free, right. Dave. Tickets were free. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, I'm good. Anybody could come. It was part of you paying your taxes. Like they would like give you entertainment. The games would happen as entertainment for everybody. They're just like the people that had money would be like up front. They would be, it was like a class system, like all the fucking. That should be part of your political platform, Dave. Yeah, well, we should. If we're going to pay taxes, we should get something for it. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's all i'm saying i don't gladiator fights um so yeah all right let's see what is this uh facebook ceo mark zuckerberg trains mma i saw this he looked okay right i i hate yeah i i hate how many people are like shitting on him like it'd be like oh ha ha like it's like it's like i think people are just like a little bit removed and they're like yeah dude regular people don't look like professional athletes yeah when they try to do something like that's right yeah he like and everyone's like oh my god this is fucking embarrassing and blah blah blah. it's like i i don't know dude he's like fucking how old is he older than us right yeah i think he's almost 50 no he's 38 years old oh really he's not really (laughs) yeah he is oh he's on him dude i thought he was older okay 
But even but that's an old man. That's even 38. By the way, 38. I, I'm 40 and I train. I should have known that. I should have known I, that. Yeah, he's around our age. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. But let's, that's still on the older side to jump into a sport. You know, like if someone just tries to learn basketball at 38 years old, you're not going to look like fucking Kobe Bryant when you're fucking shooting. Like, it's like, all right. Go to the video. Go to the video of him. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not turning his hip over on the kicks, but I mean, he's obviously like it's not horrible. No, it's not horrible. He's got good head movement. He's 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 in the right position. He's doing what he's you know, this is like legit training. This isn't yeah. like. Oh, he's yeah, training he trains. With pros. Yeah, yeah, he trains. He know he knows what he's doing to a certain degree and he trains. Yeah, dude, that's not fucking even just doing what he's doing right now. People are such lazy, fat fucks, dude. Just that right there would just go try to sprawl four times with somebody taking you down. Just literally just drill that. Do four sprawls. Most people won't be able to stand afterwards. It's so much, dude. So, yeah, obviously he's, um, you know, uh, a fan and an enthusiast. And yeah, dude. Yeah, decent. No, not bad at all, dude. It's not bad. What is it? What are people talking about? Dude? Yeah, he's doing what you're supposed to do. He looks like he's an amateur fighter. You know, yeah, he is a little bit. By the yeah. way, the, the guy he's, he's just kind of a goof. With... He's a dork. He 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 looks like a dork, so he looks like a dork fighting. But I also kind of like my thoughts. Like when I see something like this, you see like a guy who's a fucking billionaire who's like doing something like this. I go, ah, it's kind of cool. Like <laughs> good for him. It doesn't like, need to. You know, he's trying to like fucking learn something and get in shape, and he's he's working. He, you could see from what you see there, right? What you could tell is that he's he's working hard at this. He's like he's trying to learn how to fight and that's kind of cool what i, I see from that, that is he could beat up most people <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. that's what i see like if he went and fought a person who did not have any skills oh, and yeah. is not trained he would fuck you up that is a what do you want me to say there i i train with people all the time i don't look better than that when i'm moving when you watch video of me training i don't look better than that i think i could beat the shit out of mark zuckerberg i think i'm just tougher bigger and fucking you know i'm not like um, winner, I winner gets either gas digital or Facebook. I think he weighs 135 pounds because um, Aljo Sterling said something to him and he was like, uh, he was like, oh, I can't wait to see the UFC. And he's like, oh, I hear the 135 pound division stuff. So I think he's 135 pounds. He's a tiny little man. You, who's, got, you, you know, big size on him. But yeah, I'll tell you, man, if you don't know what you're doing and someone knows how to fucking throw leg kicks and grapple, you are not going to be prepared Dude, if for that you, shit. It's simply, you literally name the things. If someone knows how to throw leg kicks, if somebody not knows if they're at least if they're a blue belt in jujitsu, just a blue belt, and they know how to throw a couple leg kicks, you're in a lot of trouble if you've never trained. You're in because so much trouble. First it's off, fucking you're over. not even you're not even gonna see leg kicks coming, let alone know how to defend leg kicks. Like you have no Crazy. idea what checking a kick is. No, you're gonna after, you're gonna reach your hand down, after, you're gonna start getting yeah, kicked in your fingers. After after you someone lands like three solid leg kicks on you, if you're not used to taking leg kicks, you're now a different person you're moving in a different way you're fucking like this is like a, your leg is like really killing you and then once he grabs a hold of you you're just gonna have you're gonna just start going off instincts yeah and like i love uh i think it was rogan who said that once the thing about jujitsu is that if you don't know what you're doing you go off instincts and your instincts will betray you like yeah. your instincts are always wrong you're like, yeah. oh, I think I should do this. Like, nope, not at all. There's, you see people like instincts are like to put someone in like a headlock like this. You know what I mean? Like instincts are very bad. Yeah. Well, you just gave him your back. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now you're in trouble. That guy knows jujitsu and he has your back. Yeah. So but people um, do that all the time, by the way, in, in street fights. 
You see that happen all the time where somebody's yeah. like just in someone's instinct, like if their head's there to like, okay, let me grab you. Well, there's also something when you, you're in that, when you're in that and you don't know jujitsu as well, <clears throat> you start to panic. Yeah. You start to go like, shit, this hurts my face. Right. So in jujitsu now, I, feel I go against guys who I know, I know against guys, I go against guys who are skilled. I'll, I'll, I'll grapple against purple belts or brown belts um, that are, are substantially better than me. Right. But if the choke's not in, you're like, oh, that just hurts. But psychologically, I know that it's not set in. I know that it's not in the right position. So you just sort of like deal with a little bit of the pain. If you don't know the other side of it, you don't. You think you're being choked. You think you're being smothered. You think yeah. you're like, you know, you know, if somebody if somebody catches you in a guillotine and you go around to side control, they can still crank your neck enough to be like, oh, this hurts and I can't breathe for a second. So you start to freak out. But if you know you're in the right position, you're like, oh, he doesn't have guard. Like I'm in this position. All I got to do is put a little bit of pressure here and pop my head out. Um, you don't you sort of stay calm and that knowledge, it goes so far. That's really what jujitsu is. It's the knowledge first. Right. And then being able to apply the, you know, the physical side of it and have your body match the knowledge because, you know, everything that's, that's happening. And when you go against guys that are better than you that are like you literally I'm, I'll be going against a brown belt. And I'm like, dude, I know exactly what he's going for right here. But yeah. he knows the net. He knows the counter for the counter for the counter. He knows the two moves away. He knows just a little bit of technique to to. And I'm start to become lost at that moment. And it's very, very interesting. It's such a psychological game. I, that's why I love it, dude. It really is because I'm not athletic. I'm not a guy that, um, you know, I don't move fast. I'm not fucking jumping around and springing around. But because it's knowledge based, I do yeah. know what I need to do. I need to have good top pressure. I know exactly where where where. I'm going to actually do pretty well. And having that knowledge allows me to put myself into positions, you know, that, that I'm somewhat successful in. So, um, yeah, uh, much respect to Mark Zuckerberg. I always heard that about BJ Penn, that BJ Penn was uh, like wealthy, very wealthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Growing up. And I always was like, oh, I kind of respect that more because he didn't need to. A lot of these guys that are fighters that come from the hood or come from some fucked up environment or an abusive background, it's like that's all they had. When you have privilege and you still go, I'm going to be punched in the fucking face because I just want to fucking see if I can do it. There's a certain amount of balls there that you're like, oh, God damn, dude, good for you. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, rich people, uh, rich people work really hard to get where they're at. Yeah, no one ever appreciates that. <laughs> That's the point of this whole segment is that, you know what, guys, vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, look, let's uh, let's wrap this one up because I got to head into the city. Um, what was. Uh... All right. Actually, real quick, why don't we mention this? Cause it's kind of interesting as well. Uh, Patty Pimlet weighs 50 pounds over his weight class limit. Oh, yeah. I've uh, you know, I've seen some of this stuff with these pictures like this is, um, I, you know, I got to say, who the fuck am I, as always, to say this shit? But this is not good. If he really wants to be like the next guy, I don't think you can be like, I don't see this out of any of the top level guys. They don't balloon up 50 pounds in between fucking fights. That's like, yeah, that's not good, dude. That's that is weird. Good. It's like that's that's going to have effects. One, I think or the he's, other. he's talked about this before. I think this ha it's he pretty regularly does it in between fights, right? Uh huh. Do you have a picture? Coop. Obviously, we want a picture of this. Coop's looking, but uh, yeah, he was on Steve-O's podcast. They weighed him in. They weighed him yeah. in, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. He's probably going to have to get with a nutritionist that keeps him fucking... I, I've heard plenty of fighters talk about this. You know, he, instead of spending your 
training camp trying to lose weight you're just spending your training camp learning how to become a better fighter and becoming more yeah. skilled and well applying you're giving those skills. up you're giving up an edge to like all these other guys and at this level of fighting with how big how big the hype is around him and where he's going to be fighting that's like you know yeah it's, it's let's get a picture wild. of him on steve-o's podcast maybe Yeah, 50 pounds is a lot, you know. He, yeah, he should be, especially considering that he does balloon up, he should be probably, at the very least, working with the nutritionist to keep himself well, in the 180-pound, 175-pound range. Well, he's um, just like, he's just like, look, I like pizza and cookies and shit, and I'm going to do that. Like, that was kind of, I've heard him, like, talk about that before. But, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't he seem, was, doesn't seem like a, I see a lot of champions doing that. He was wearing a T-shirt when he was on Steve-O's, so you really can't tell but i think it's just really unhealthy and i think it's an unhealthy way of eating his unrequited love again with for molly mccann you know you think that's what's going on he's he can't get with molly mccann so he needs to enter by the way what is her nickname meatball meatball that's her nickname yep so he's eating those meatballs to deal he's with trying to turn into a meatball ah. and she'll never love him oh my god <laughs> no matter how round he gets <laughs> Molly, Molly just needs to know that first he had an infatuation with Misha Cupcake Tate, and we all know how that went. He just has just... infatuations with girls named after junk food. Yes. <laughs> I just wish he could find love. That's all. <laughs> Does he? Uh, what is that? Uh, the fucking uh, uh, fat bastard. He's like. I eat because what is it? What is it? I, I remember what you're saying. Yeah, I eat because I, I don't feel I feel depressed and I'm depressed because I eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a vicious cycle. Ah, uh, shit. All right. Look, fuck it. You know, good for him. He, what do we know? We're fucking a bunch of fat losers, a bunch of fat dads. Doesn't matter. Um, more uh, shout out to Patty Pimblett and his love for uh, the sweets. I get it as well, my friend, but probably not the best way to be. All right, let's wrap this one up. We got to go. Shout out to YoKratom.com for supporting today's show. Go support YoKratom, home of the $60 kilo. We will be back on Monday, our regular time. Until then, have a great night. Hey.